Hello and welcome to Contact High. Today's episode is a Shabbat replay of our November 5th Saturday morning service, featuring a sermon by Rabbi Stephen on Parashat Lech Lecha. In examining Abraham's brave decision to follow God's call to go forth into the wild, we can find the inspiration we need to face our own future, calling, and journey. Take it away, Rabbi. As Rabbi Lizzie noted earlier, the Torah in this week's Parsha takes a really startling turn because the Torah starts in the universal with the creation of quite literally everything, and then it moves into a global perspective with the creation of humanity and our kind of first faltering steps as a species, and and many faltering (laughs) steps those are, into, with the beginning and opening words that were just read, a narrow focus on a particular family who's going to become a particular people. So we've gone from the universal to the global to the particular. And the words that begin our reading this week that launch us into this narrative of a family and a people are lech lecha. God says to Avram, lech lecha, go. It's almost like hard to translate a little bit. It's like go yourself, like you yourself go. Like nobody, nobody else can go on this journey but you. You yourself go. Leave your father's house, leave your hometown, your birthplace, leave your native land, and go to this land that I will show you, a land where you and your descendants will become a great people. Lech Lecha is a challenge and an opportunity for Avram to become something more than what was expected of him, to step into a new way of being that only he himself could become, that only his family could grow into. And knowing the possibility that lay ahead of him, however uncertain, how, how could he remain where he was? Knowing that there was something else out there, a fate, a destiny, a destination, if you will, that only he could reach. And so I really, I want us to take a moment to understand the audacity of Avram and Sarai's and his family's journey. Because we actually we like condensed what was probably years, if not decades, of wandering into like 20 lines of Torah, right? This was a moment in history when the idea of journeying to the next village, must less like a distant and unknown land, took a lot of courage and a lot of preparation. There was no way to know what the conditions on the road were ahead. There was no, there was no Google Maps. You could not Google your way from Haran to Canaan. There's no way to predict the weather. There's no way to communicate with your destination, to even know if that destination was even still there. When communication took weeks, if not years, to happen between distant places. And we also have to remember that Avram had absolutely no clue where his journey would lead him. Lech lecha, go forth from your land, your birthplace, your father's home, this place that I will show you, God says. Avram doesn't even get a name for the place that he is going, but only the promise that somehow he would know that he has reached his destination once he got there. And Avram continues to revisit this promise, asking God over and over and over again for reassurance throughout his journey, which shows us really the audacity, but also the uncertainty that lay on the road between where he was from and where he was going. And it wasn't for a lack of faith that Avram 
asked these questions. It wasn't that Avram is somehow less resilient or less courageous or less self-assured than the rabbis like to characterize him as. He's so often identified by our tradition as a paragon of faith. Rather, it's that the journey is hard. There is what we find in the text, some of what we read today, encounters with strange people speaking strange languages and strange lands, navigating the complexities of intertribal relationships, witnessing calamities like the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, living through famine and plague. But there's also what we know to exist in the space between these particular moments in the narrative. Days wandering in the mountains, the hills, and the plains of the Near East. Anybody who has been to the land of Israel knows that it can be a very harsh and unforgiving environment. The heat of the sun beating down on them. I really want us to inhabit that space, searching for food and water, not knowing where to find it. Sore feet and blisters, sandals worn through. All of this not certain, not knowing, not assured where this destination might actually end or how long it might take to get there. And truthfully, I actually feel like maybe this part of the story is the one that makes the most sense and feels the most immediate to us is more relatable because while while we may experience moments of intense clarity and purpose, I imagine, I know this is true for myself, that a lot of us spend a lot of our time living in the wilderness unsure of how long it will take to reach our destination or even what our destination might look like. And this is certainly true on the macro level. How do we solve climate change? How do we mitigate the resurgence of bigotry? How do we protect and preserve our democracies and safeguard the progress that we have made both here in this country and also, as we've seen in the past few weeks, overseas as well? And then How much more so is this true on the personal, on the private level? How do we plan for a future when tomorrow is not guaranteed and we cannot control what is coming around the bend? When the future itself feels so uncertain? There's this oft-cited adage from the Chinese philosopher Lao Tzu that the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Yet what is missed in this statement is that the entire journey, all 1,000 of those miles, is made out of many thousands of steps. Some steps have a clear purpose. When Avram heeded the call, lech lecha, go forth, when he packed his bags and gathered his family, when he left his father's home and walked to the edge of town, those are the steps that started his journey. They They had a purpose, a direction to them. And certainly when he arrived in Canaan, when he looked across the Jordan River into the place where he would call home, the place where his children and his children's children would be born and buried, the place where his descendants would grow into a nation who over the generations would arrive in this very room here together. Those are the steps that ended his journey. There must have been a sense of purpose of, oh yeah, this is why I did this in the moment. Yet less clear in purpose are the steps that came between his departure and his arrival. The time he spent wandering in Egypt, which Sam so eloquently spoke about. His misadventures with neighboring tribes, which Sam also so eloquently spoke about. 
the conflicts that arose in his own family, which will come in the chapters we read in the weeks ahead. From our perspective, standing outside of the forest, seeing the landscape, perhaps we can see how these events set the stage for his eventual arrival in Canaan and the fulfillment of God's promise. But I imagine for Avram, standing among the trees in the forest, there were times when the path forward felt unclear, if not utterly and completely unknowable. And so how much more brave and how much more courageous, how much more hopeful in that moment, in that moment there's a lack of clarity to take that next step. The thing is Avram, I believe, is not the exception. Avram is the rule. I look around this room, many of you whom I don't know, but many of you who I have the blessing of knowing well, and I see people who have become exactly who they have been called to be, who rose to the challenge and the opportunity of their own lech lecha, to journey themselves forward because only themselves could fulfill that journey because they realized that where they were was not where they were meant to be, that there was something more, something better, something more important that lay ahead of them if only they had the audacity, the audacity to seek it out. A bar mitzvah, for example, who is stepping into his own as a member of this community, leaving the comfort and the convenience of childhood where so much of who you are is dictated by who you happen to live with, and finding your own unique place, within the narrative of our people. Or perhaps a father who enrolled in our Exploring Judaism program after the shooting at the Tree of Life synagogue four years ago last week because he realized that the people in that sanctuary were not unlike the people in this sanctuary, people who he called family. That he had a place to claim within our community that only he could fulfill. Or maybe a bit closer to home, a rabbi who always thought that he would enter the Roman Catholic priesthood. They do have better outfits. (laughs) But after experiencing painful ruptures with his inherited faith tradition, set out to find a community that loved him for exactly who he was. And maybe another rabbi, sitting not so far away from me, who decided to hang her shingle, so to speak, not knowing how it would go, or who might show up, or if anyone would even care, 11 years ago. And people did care. Look at the room around you. I imagine there were moments when each of these folks, and I know this to be true for myself, making their way through the wilderness between then and now, between who they were and who they felt called to be, looked around and thought, what am I even doing here? Yet even holding that doubt, they persisted. Because who else could they be other than the person who they knew that they wanted to become? And at the very least, they knew that they could no longer remain where they had been, knowing that another destination lay around the corner, even if they weren't sure how long it would take to get there. And I think about each and every one of you, and I know each and every person in this room, perhaps on different points, on different journeys, are all taking those steps, step by step by step, toward a fuller and bolder and more unapologetic expression of the person that only you can be, the person that only you can be. For none of us are the person we were yesterday, or last month, or last year. How could we be? 
How could we be when for all of us there is a lech lecha, a call, a purpose, a destination that only we can answer, that only we can reach? And certainly these journeys take courage and a kind of boldness to respond to that invitation. But more so than that, I believe it is an act of faith. Now, we're not a people who talk about faith very often. Jews in general, we're not really like a Moses, take the wheel kind of people. (laughs) But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I am not talking about the kind of faith that is hands-off, a reliance on something outside of and greater than ourselves at the abrogation of our own agency and ability. Our tradition is very clear that we, each of us, are co-creators, co-creators in our own fate. I'm talking about the kind of faith that comes from the knowledge that even when we feel like we're wandering in the wilderness, the next step, the next step is yours to take. The next step is yours to take because only you can take it. And the step after that, and the step after that, journeying toward the promise that is you, just as you are now, and just as you are meant to be, the you that only each and every one of you can become. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Replay is a production of Mishkan Chicago. Our theme music was composed and performed by Kalman Strauss. You can always see where and when our next service will be on our calendar. There's a link in the show notes. And if you appreciated the program, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. I know you've heard it before, but it really does help. On behalf of Team Mishkan, thank you for listening. <laughs>